Yay! Finally. Hello, everybody. How's it going? It's the first fucking episode. How's everybody doing today? I'm doing good, great. Good. Good, I'm good. pumped to talk about the darkness. I've been listening to them like nonstop for the past couple days. I am not so pumped. <laughs> <laughs> I am fucking far from pumped. I don't want to talk about the darkness, but we're going to do this shit anyway. So one of the reasons one of the reasons that um, we're talking about the darkness today is because we were talking about starting a podcast where we where we discuss music or video games, and one of the first things that Jomo said is that he really hates the darkness, and that really kind of threw me for a loop because it's such an oddball band to hate. Like there's there's um, bands that have been around for a long ass time that have only been putting out garbage, and they're still like in the spotlight. Um, that I can understand somebody hating or wanting to go away. But a band that everyone probably doesn't even know is still active and hasn't known that for like 15 years is is just off-putting to me that that someone would say that. So this had to be the first episode. Um, I was a huge fan of The Darkness back in the day. I remember listening to Permission to Land a lot. I honestly forgot about them after One Way Ticket to Hell um, because they went away for about like six years. They did. Uh, they they broke up. Uh, Justin Hawkins, who's the singer of the band, left, and then they a bunch of the other members kept playing together, but it was in like other bands that obviously weren't the darkness. And then around, I believe two, I believe 2012 or 13, they came back um, and they started putting out records again consistently since then they've put out six altogether. So it was two before the hiatus and then four afterwards. Uh, the newest record that they released was in 2019. And we'll talk about, um, you know, all of them. Um, and so, yeah, it's, I, it's nice to see this band still going and I, I'm just, I wish that, I hope Jomo really did due diligence on listening to all their stuff because it's just such a weird band to have a grudge against. I'll tell you, you know? what the fucking problem is that I yeah, have. Yeah, well, what's band. the problem? The fucking problem was I believe in a thing called love. It fucking, okay. It made me want to take a, a fucking giant Webster's dictionary and put my dick into it and slam it shut. Like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? Okay, I go, but I don't. Okay, so the video I watched that video multiple times, oh right? Um, all right, so I want to actually start putting some stuff in the chat so we can all see it. So if you guys, yeah. we made it, we made a channel specifically for this for the darkness. Yeah. So one of the things I want to I want to put in here. So in in the video for I believe in a thing called love, they are on a. Well, let me hang on. Let me, let me drop the cover of this album so we can all we can all get on the same page Rob, with Rob, looking Rob, at things. Rob, you got to bring some sanity to this shit. Cause I'm about to fucking lose my mind. All right. So here, here's, here's the cover. This is the artwork of their first album, permission to land. Yes. Yeah. Which what we're talking about was released in 2003. She doesn't have an ass. Um, There's no ass on that. So, okay, so um, that's a thing that comes up throughout the the band. Uh, we'll talk about butts later in, in the episode. Yes, I've noticed that, and mostly in their videos, there's always booty, there's booty shaking all the time, or even just bare asses, and it's something that I was going to. They, they, the darkness in general is an over sexualized, but it's not like in a crude way. It's not like someone is ha like having sex in a video. It's like these almost like comical things, like these. It's like almost like Michael Jackson dancing where he's like air thrusting <laughs> and it's like it's like constantly this like tight clothes and like booty shaking and stuff. Um, and it's funny, in my opinion. I love it. I love that kind of stuff. It, so it doesn't have full genitals, so it can be yeah. on television. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Continue. So it's like if, if you did that in like the 50s you know, women are fainting. Right. And just because yeah. now we're in the, in the time of where we're at, maybe air humping doesn't do it anymore, but it's still funny. And it's, I, I, it still makes me laugh when I see it. And it's like the little things like, and, and I'll talk about specific ones in a video later, but so here's the first darkness album called permission to land. Um, I think it's a great album cover. You can pretty much split it into three sections where you have the top where it's this UFO in the middle, you have this huge logo of, of the band. And at the bottom you have this, woman on like a, a, a landing strip in a, a for a, like jets or planes or whatever and it says permission to land on the ground like painted as it would be and she happens to be naked and she has these landing markers I guess that somebody would look at so they can see her and she doesn't get run over or something and okay. uh, she, she's in heels and so I don't know why I always thought she had roller skates on not until we <laughs> talked about this a couple days ago and I looked at it I was like oh they're actually on roller skates she's just in heels so it's a great uh, cover in my opinion I think they nailed it you got innuendo there with landing strip. Didn't realize that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. So, Jomo, what are your thoughts on this cover? You don't like you saying you don't like it because she has no ass. I, I've seen better things on a Cradle of Filth album. That's all I'm going to say. 
Um, okay. It's it's to me it doesn't it doesn't pop. Oh, it's cliche, man. It's fucking so cliche to to have this over sexualized fucking thing. Oh, you got this permission to land. Okay, where's the double entendre or the sexual insinuation about? Oh, am I gonna land right between those legs? This fucking. Oh yeah, good call. That's another one. I didn't even. Yeah, good call. It's it's fucking stupid. I don't like it. It's it's, okay. It's listen to me. It's like I, I just think this album. They're trying too hard while trying to make it seem like they're trying not trying too hard. Okay. All right, fine. But there okay, there's a saying, be good or be good at it, right? So whether they're trying too hard or not, they are all on point um in, in what they're playing. The band is tight as hell. There are melodies all over the place. There's guitar solos. Um, everything is well written. It's well recorded. And this album does actually sound because of the way it's recorded, you could confuse this. Well, maybe not because it's so ridiculous, but you it's possible to confuse this with an actual 70s or like 80s album because it doesn't sound like a modern, even though it's like recorded with modern um, things. I'm going to. Well, this is actually 2003. This is probably this is very possibly still analog. I don't know when digital really got huge to record, but this is long enough to where if it was recorded in analog, I wouldn't be surprised. But this, when I listen to it, I definitely get a 70s, 80s vibe from this in the recording. And it, the recording is on point. Everything sounds good. Everything is tight. And uh, But there's, so, there's filters for that, man. So, you know, my, my wife went, you know, to, to college for, for music and sound engineering and stuff like that. There's filters to make it sound like that, man. And I think the digital era kind of happened, I want to say, around the 90s, maybe late 80s. I, I got to ask her again. But, okay, out of all their albums, this, this is probably their best album. I, I would say that. It's got some catchy tunes. It, it, it just, when I saw the video, and I was, yep. in, I was in damn high school when, when I saw a freaking uh, Believe in a Thing Called Love, I was yep. just like, yo, this is, this is fucking awful, man. This is... <laughs> How okay, Ru- okay, Russ, jump in here. Let me, let me know your thoughts. Um, yeah, so back to the idea of trying hard or not trying hard. Um, what what I want to say about that is 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 shift to are they self aware? And I think they are self aware because I think the pelvic thrusting, you know, like Michael Jackson pelvic thrusting, I think was eighties, and you know this album came out in two thousand three. I'm gonna say that they are self aware. Uh, my evidence for that is in song titles such as, fuck. Okay, let me let me. Uh, Okay, I have it in front of me, and yet, like... <laughs> it's all right, it's all right. Okay, yeah. Well, um, yeah. What I want to say is I do think they are self-aware. Um, and so I, th- I think, get your hands off my woman. The, uh, the next line is motherfucker. <laughs> okay, all right. So that's the song I, wanna ta- I, I wanted to talk about, because th- in the video for that song, do you know how back in the day when there was a movie on television and they would edit it, like if someone said fuck or something? Yes. Like, it didn't always make sense what they put in place of the word. And there's like, there's got to be YouTube videos that show, like, the really, like, bad ones. So in the video for Get Your Hands Off My Woman, he says that, and then he says Mother Farmer. And um, <laughs> that is immediately, like, first of all, I thought it was funny. Yes. I, I, I hate editing of, of anything, but this is is one of those things where you're like, is whoever did this, are they self-aware that this was made? Or do they just think, like, oh, that's an acceptable thing to put there? So it immediately made me think of, like, those those 80s, 90s movies once they're on television where the, it's almost like the people's lips are moving to say fuck, but they put something else in place of it. And a lot of times it doesn't even make sense. It's just something that has the same amount of syllables, yeah. kind of starts with the same letter and can fit into that spot. Yeah. I so, yeah, that, I, I, I love that. Look, I, I would say they're what brings awareness to how shitty this band is. Let's go to what, what I marked on the side of Pinewood smile. And I'll bring up one specific song is Japanese prisoner of love. Now, okay. Let me read you the fucking lyrics for this shit. Okay. Japanese <laughs> prisoner of love leering at me from the bunk above the seventh circle of hell right here in my cell. Did you forget you are a prisoner as well? Sensual deprivations, human rights violations. Enough is enough. When Shiv comes to shove, Japanese prisoner of love. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, <laughs> okay. You, guys right. talk, you talk about fucking self awareness. Are they are, are are they drunk or high when they wrote this shit? I don't know. I don't know <laughs> the, the, the behind every every song, but 
Um, so Pinewood Smile was released in 2017. Yeah, don't. Um, I I, w- I would like to tackle these in order if possible, Jomo. <laughs> I, I I like talking about it in order so that way we, we can fine, finish talking about fine, one. Fine. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna do a little Tarantino and bring it back and fix it. Okay. You motherfuckers. <laughs> don't worry. Don't don't do anything. So uh, let's let's continue with permission to land, oh, and we'll God. we'll make our way over there. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. A yeah, couple, couple more things I want to say. Giving up, giving a fuck. I like. Um, right. Because okay, one one thing I want to talk about is um, people dealing with their shame. I think people know that this band is corny, and I think they know that they're corny, and I think that they address it in a way. I I, I don't know. I I I like it. Giving up, giving a fuck. And um, another example is fuck. Love on the rocks with no ice. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh I don't know. I I think that they know how corny they are, and um, I, I I don't know. I I, I find it funny rather than annoying. Yeah. Oh, okay. I agree. So one of the things about the um, the video, uh, I believe in a thing called love that could have been like a viral YouTube video because towards the end of the video, they're like, fight. so they're like on a spaceship and it's being attacked by like this huge squid or whatever. Yeah. And then the culmination of the thing is like, they're all finally playing together and like the tentacles start coming in to, I guess, destroy the ship and they're fighting it off. Like with their guitars, there's like lightning coming out and like the drumsticks and everything. And it's just funny. Like it's good. It's well done. And like you said, even if it's cheesy, I think that it's like, it's funny enough and and like charming enough to where if that was a video released today because it's simple enough to make it's almost like a whack one of those like wacky wavable inflatable arm flailing guys that it's just like one of those tubes that gets filled with air that like comes into the ship so it's like you could and it's like some like corny like you know uh special effects like lightning coming off the sticks and everything so it could be made probably you know if someone for a lower budget that I, that could have been a YouTube video that went viral also. So I want to post three pictures in a row in the chat because this is what, this was my favorite part of the video and I had to watch it. Like I I had to screenshot this. So during the guitar solo, this is, this is the first shot that we get, right? Yeah. It's, It's the guitar player in front of like this wall of Marshall amps. Right. Yeah. And then, okay. As then it zooms out and then we get this shot. Right. So now he's behind, he's in front of even more Marshall amps. Right. Yeah. And then it zooms out and we get this shot and he's behind like a hundred in front of like a hundred Marshall amps. And this shot, like the, like going from one to the other, to the other, I love, I thought this was hilarious. This is so over the top. It's, it's so like, this is something that like people did, you know, with the Marshall and like the, the Les Paul or whatever. Uh, it's like a very seventies, like how, how many amps can you stack or cabinets can you stack? And like, I, I loved that shot specifically. Like, it's like, it's like a, a, a joke that keeps going. And there's another one. There's a, there's a, um, there's like a hallway that they built out of Marshall amps too. In that video. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I caught that. Yeah. Well, I'll have to bring it up, but yeah. Okay. But it's very good. Uh, it's really funny, and I love that scene. And the last thing I want to talk about before you got, we can wrap this album up with whatever you guys want to say is there's a song in here called Friday Night. So one of the things is, do you guys remember, like, if you haven't listened to an album in, like, 20 years, right? And, like, if someone had even, like, asked you, hey, what's, like, the third song or what's the fifth song on this album? Or, like, what's the words to the song? You probably can't just pick it off the top of your head, right? But then when you play it again, you kind of get into that groove or you remember all the songs and the lyrics or at least, like, the melodies, right? And it all kind of comes back. That's really what happened to me with, with this album. That's how I remembered that I used to listen to Permission to Land a lot. Um, and so there's a song on here called... Um, Friday night, uh, which is a, a, almost a parody of a song by the cure called Friday. I'm in love. And so the song by uh, the cure, which you guys probably know, it says, I don't care if Monday's blue, Tuesday's gray, Wednesday too, Thursday. I don't care about you. Friday. I'm in love. It's a, you know, it's a pretty popular song and, and the darkness version of it, like it's, it's a different song, right? But it just kind of takes that same idea, like going through the days of the week. And instead of like talking about that, he's talking about the extracurricular activities that he does during the week. 
And like, like he says, he says Monday cycling, Tuesday gymnastics. I got bridge club on Wednesday, archery on Thursday and dancing on a Friday night. And like, just like, so then like the next verse, he says Monday rowing, Tuesday badminton. I got ping pong on Wednesday, needlework on Thursday, dancing on a Friday night. And I just kept thinking how funny that is. Right. It's like these like mundane things that it's like, but like, they're so obscure, like to be like bridge, bridge club. I got bridge club on Wednesday. Yeah. And anyway, I thought it was just done really well. And I wanted to bring it up because I liked it. And there is that connection with the cure. It's like, it's one of those things, like you were saying, like being self-aware, like they understand there's other bands that did things maybe in a more serious way. And, um, and yeah. And then they, they do it just a little different. So, and, and it's, it's like the little things, the final song in this album is called uh, holding my own. And the way he says, I'm holding my own, give or take a tear or two, but he go like the give or take a tear or two part is done in that falsetto. And it's, I know that he's like saying something serious and like maybe something sad that, you know, he's talking about, but it's, it's, you almost can't help but laugh because of the way that it's done. Mm. So anyway, those are my thoughts on Permissional Land. I love it. It's definitely my favorite out of their entire catalog. Um, and I think it's done really well. So well, a couple of things I want to say. Uh, so this album came out in 2003. My favorite band at the time was Queen. And everyone uh, kept asking me, well, what do you think of the darkness? And I, I'm always like 10 years behind everyone. I, like, that was, like that was the year that I listened to Queen for the first time. And that, that you know, Freddie Mercury was 20 years dead at the time. But, uh, yeah, uh, you know, people kept telling me uh, either the band is awesome or it's horrible. Uh, and it's, it's usually that the instruments are awesome and the voice is horrible. Um, so I'm listening to this album for the first time this week. Um, I started, you know, and I'm into David Lee Roth. I'm into, like, my tolerance for the high singing voice, I think, is more than a lot of people. Uh, you know, that, the, that 80s high singing voice. I kind of like it. Um, but I was annoyed starting from song one and I was annoyed for a lot of the songs. <laughs> okay. All right. But, but, you know, yeah, love the guitars. Um, and I, you know, yeah, so that was a game I was playing with myself is does this song annoy me also? Is it every song? I don't know that it's every song, but, um, and that, that's going to come up late, later because I don't think every album irritates me the same amount, but, um, I love the sense of humor. I love that, um, um, you got so like the, the dynamics are, you know, a lot of the music that I listen to kind of ignores dynamics that a lot of music I listen to tries to be as loud as possible at every time. I thought that they did a good job. Like there, there are guitar solos in which they'll change tone. And so you got like semi loud solo part with the or ramps up into a louder solo part. I think that they are quite musical. I think, um, I don't know. I like this band. I like this album. What else did I want to say? Okay, yeah, back to um, um, being self-aware. Okay, yeah, so because some of the YouTube comments on the video we just talked about and some other ones, it's people either dealing with their shame by uh, knowing that it's corny and saying, oh, I didn't search for this. I searched for um, half-naked man in a spaceship, and this is what I found. <laughs> And there are other people who are like uh, loud and proud about it, where it's like, I search for this or (laughs) I I don't always listen to the darkness, but when I do, so do my neighbors. Yeah. I love that. Like meme comment. I see that on so many albums. Yeah. So good. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's uh, like, we all know it's cheesy. Um, Do, do we, do we hide it or do we do fucking blast it loud? I think I like the loud and proud approach. Yeah, Definitely. Uh, I think that's what I wanted to say about this album. Jomo? Here's what I want to say. Um, <laughs> I, I want I want the whole band to go to a waterboarding session. Cause oh, jeez. That's what they okay. deserve right. for, for producing okay. a mediocre album. That's all the fuck I have to say about that. That's all I'm okay. saying. Okay. <laughs> all right, so- I believe uh, the, the drummer of... Uh, no, the, <laughs> Drummer of Queen's son is in this band, right? Yes, he is. I was going to talk about that. It's, it's he started um, on uh, Pinewood Smile, and he's also on Easter is Cancelled, which is the newest one. Mm-hmm. So he's been with them, uh, putting out records since seventeen. I believe he joined the band in either uh, fifteen or sixteen. No shit. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we'll we'll get to. That. I got a bunch of notes here too. So yeah, we'll get okay. we'll get to that. Uh, so everyone wrapped up on Permission to Land. I'm wrapped yeah. up. I don't. I I'd rather. Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, 
let's see. Next one I want to uh, we're going to talk about is one way ticket to hell and back. <clears throat> Let me just drop the. Yeah, once you drop the artwork, um, or, yeah. or can I start to talk about it now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, my my main complaint about this artwork is that the grass on the left looks bright, vibrant, and alive, and then like all the fire on the right, like sometimes you can't really pick out you can't really explain why something is photoshopped uh but like to me the contrast between the healthy grass on the left and the fire on the right it just screamed like this is not this is not (laughs) yeah so i i mentioned the other day that i don't like this cover it's not that it it's not that it's bad to me uh it's also like it has the logo it has a bunch of stuff going on it's colorful it just does nothing for me yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't know if they were experiencing with a new logo or something on the front. It looks like that, whatever that symbol is, is I don't know what that is, but I, I don't hate it. It's kind of grown on me a little bit, um, but I don't hate it. So, uh, Jomo, thoughts on this? Do you have any? He, 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 the grass is not greener on the other side. Okay, so, <laughs> that is true. Yes, the, gra- the grass is burning. It's it's a brush fire, and the Santa Ana winds are coming in to burn everything down. Okay. This okay. album art looks like a fucking Killswitch album mixed with a Shadowsfall album, and the devil's not even edgy. It's not edgy, all right? I don't like it. Yeah, you mean the one in the smoke? Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. He, he doesn't scare me. Okay. <clears throat> I want to. So, so, sorry, continue. You done? No, no, I'm done. I'm done. There's not much okay. to say about yeah. the darkness. Okay, so this this album was released in 2005, um, and the full title of this album is One Way Ticket to Hell and Back. And at first, when I was like listening to this and thinking about it, I was like, what is the joke I'm, I'm missing in this album title? <clears throat> because a one-way ticket obviously goes somewhere, and it doesn't come back. Um, but as I was listening to this actual song, One Way Ticket to Hell and Back is a reference to drug use. Um, the one-way ticket to hell is either experimenting with drugs or being introduced to drugs or even dying from drugs uh, and being brought back to health or brought back to life, but being able to make it back alive and come out of the experience, you know, not dead. So that's the one-way ticket to hell and back. Um, and uh, I know that there's drug use in this band. I think it's they joke about it at some points, but this one I think it's more blatantly obvious than in the other ones. Um what did did it? What did everyone think of this record? Like you don't have to do the whole thing, but specific songs, anything. I had one. Good I song. didn't listen to this one. <laughs> okay, so a lot of things in this album um, are less charming for me. The the specific specifically the video for One Way Ticket. It's not a bad song. Um, it's uh, it's just not exactly a charming video. But then you have something like this song called "Is It Just Me?" And when I think of Russ. Uh, this is a video that you would have made. There's in, in the song, is it just me? Uh, Justin Hawkins is getting married uh-huh. and he is the bride and the groom. Nice. And uh, the, the, his brother, who's the guitar player is the best man. And the bass player is in a dress and he is the maid of honor. Nice. Um, and uh, this also hit me with a video that could have been uh, a, a viral video on YouTube. It's it's. I feel like people are doing a lot of this stuff now, or are okay doing it now. Yeah, I mean, like like uh, who was doing this? Uh, uh, like Monty Python was doing this stuff in like the seventies or whatever, like dressing up like women or whatever they had to do to like you know get the job done. Yeah. So when the song is the song is fine, but there's a specific part where like they're leaving, like the so he picks up himself as the groom. He picks up the bride, and you know they doing this like trick photography thing. I guess where they they film it twice and they cut the shots so he looks like. He's on, it's both of him. And then there's like the scene where he like slides on his knees in the wedding dress and gets like a guitar thrown to him and like is ripping this guitar solo. And it's, again, it's funny. It's charming. It's, it's exactly what the darkness at that point should be. Uh, it's, it's like light. And um, again, I just, I think that had, had like this album, I don't think was that popular. Permission to Land was specifically due to like the kind of falsetto thing and the video for uh, I Believe in a Thing Called Love. But I really loved the video of this more than anything on the album. And uh, it, it was just done like really well. And they have balls to do that. And I'm glad that they did. And then the other single that I wanted to talk about was a song called Girlfriend. And this is like an 80s pop song. And this is the one that really um, opened my eyes to how like over-sexualized everything is that gets done with the darkness. There's so much, there's, there's a point in this where there's like a bunch of girls come by and and, like, so they're all like in these like eighties leotards and it's like this whole choreographed, like, um, like, uh, 
um, like warehouse, right? And it starts with him just dancing by himself and then a bunch of people come in. It's all choreographed and everything. And there's a couple girls that he's dancing with and uh, one of them like lays down on the ground and like spreads her legs and he like walks through them. And then as like his back is towards one of them, he does like this air hump. And that was when I, I don't know, I I think it was really done, well done. And this song at first, I was like, yeah, I could go, I could go either way on this. But listening to that girlfriend song multiple times, it's so ridiculous. Like musically and the video are just batshit ridiculous, even for the darkness that it's like, you have to like, love it. It's like this eighties pop song that is just like, yeah, I, I, I'm in, I'm in on it. And I think it's, I think it's really uh, well done. So, well, you know, uh, n- n- what's up? Here's my, here's my fucking, this, this song stuck out to me. Dinner lady arms. All right. It's fucking, mm-hmm. <clears throat> now I'll just read you like a quick thing. We had a good thing. It was a blast. That was a long time in the past. You went through changes, I walked away, and I have regretted to this day. I may not always have quite so much hair, but what you saw in me will hopefully always be there. I'll never hurt you again, I swear. So put your arms around me, your dinner dinner lady arms. And when I was like thinking about it, I was like, okay, cool. Um, I'm going to have to do research because I don't know what this motherfucker's talking about. Yeah. <clears throat> and clearly... <clears throat> Dinner lady being like, okay, sh- she's gained some weight, all right? She had too many hoes. And- <laughs> <laughs> okay. And people get older, obviously. He's, you know, get a beer guy, lose some hair up top, whatever. And then yeah. she's got dinner lady arms. And I thought, that was- <laughs> I, thought- I thought that was romantic, you know? Like, he regretted missing his dinner lady, you know? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. That's, all that- that- that's how Care. much I respect this album, that I choose the most obscure fucking song. And I said, yeah. well, well, this sounds good to me because it's, you know, it's dog shit to everyone else. <laughs> well, one, one, another thing that popped out to me about this record is it doesn't have the same feel as the first one where it, the first one sounded like it could have been like a 70s, 80s things. Whether you said that's a filter or, or whatever, this just sounded like a modern rock record. And there's nothing wrong with that. And there's also a lot less of the whole crazy singing, but um, it's, 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 it just sounds more of a modern rock record than the other one. So uh, not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's, it's one of the things I think that helped kind of pull that sound together in the first one, just kind of also sounding like an older record, but this one doesn't really do that, but still it's a great record. The, the, the recording quality is fantastic. I believe that they got um, the person. Yeah. So they got, uh, this was produced by uh, uh, Roy Thomas Baker, best known for his work with queen. Apparently they paid, they tracked this guy down and like paid him a ton of money to like work on them work with them on this record. So it sounds really good. Um, I, I think that this is one you might have to listen to multiple times to really fall in love with. Um, but it's, it's overall, I mean, it's still competent. It's still com- competently made. But, but here's, here's why I'm bothered by what, why you said that is I feel like I would have to listen to the darkness at least a thousand <laughs> times in a, v- in a Vietnamese prison camp before I like them, you know, okay. I mean, be full converted. And uh, the album right. art, I'm just going to go back to album art. They're clearly running away from hell. Like the devil's trying to give them some good shit, and they're like, they're like "Oh no, we gotta go." <clears throat> I, I don't. I, it's, is that continue? Continue. No, I mean that. That's really all I have to say. I mean, it's 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 fine. It's done well. I don't like it more than I liked Permission Land. Okay. Uh, two things. Um, uh, hair loss comes up elsewhere. We'll talk about hair loss later, and. Um, yeah, I, I imagine uh, sobriety and drug use will be, uh, you know, throughout our podcast, we're going to talk about that because musicians love drugs and uh, it's going to come up again. Okay. Uh, Jomo, anything else on this record? Uh, I, I do. I have so much, but I'm going to save it. <laughs> okay. So All right. All right. So their, their next, I'm going to actually drop this real quick. This is their discography here. I meant to put it first, but I didn't. So their next album released, uh, what is it, seven years later? Uh, and it was called Hotcakes. So, sounds like someone and, went to, to therapy. <laughs> well, yeah, they were also playing in different bands. I mean, yeah, there was definitely rehab involved. So this is the this is the cover of Hotcakes. Uh, I love this cover. When I first saw it, I thought that this was a picture, but I was looking at I was looking at it on my phone. So uh, this is actually a drawn image, um, and and I saw so as, as when I realized it was a drawn image, I wanted to find out kind of like the backstory of it. So I, I got a couple of pictures here that we can look at. This is, so it was originally, they took this picture here that I'm posting of these three women uh, in these bikinis that are covered in uh, maple syrup or whatever. And they're on um, some uh, pancakes. 
And then the next, here's another shot of them from another point of view. Here they are. And then they took that picture and apparently this guy here painted it onto a wall. And then they took a picture of that. And that is the album cover. Okay. So that's just some backstory on it. That's all. I that's thought it was cool. interesting enough to talk about. I like, yeah. I like pancakes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good. Thank you for letting us know that. John. <laughs> so, so this, <clears throat> yep. Uh, so the, the logo changes every album. I, th I think, it, I think it's cool to uh, update your logo to the album. You got the drips of the pancake syrup uh, into the, the logo. I like that. I didn't actually notice that. Yeah. Good oh. call. Yeah. I like that too. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so this is so this is the the last record with the original drummer Ed Graham. He was on uh, the first two. This is the last time he played. I believe he uh, has health issues, so he left the band at some point um, after this. But um, and one of the one of the things that stuck out to me is on the first song in this album called "Every Inch of You." Mm. See, like just <laughs> Justin Hawkins to me, like really seems like a down to earth guy who's like really nice. And like the, he seems like a real person to me, I guess. And, and in that first song, there's a line where he says, I'm in a band with my brother and my two best mates. And I was like, that is an honest line. I mean, yeah, it's like they've been apart from each other for a while. And, you know, for someone to feel that way, it, you know, it's not like, oh, I'm doing this for money because I need to survive. And, and uh, you know, I hate my life and I don't like these guys and I don't want to be around them. It, it's kind of just refreshing to, to see like positivity like that. Like the guy's still happy to be where he is and he's playing in a band with people he wants to play with. We've talked about how Billy Corgan's an asshole and how he's in interviews. He's, he's describing his bandmates. It's like, are you talking about your worst enemies or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah. So this guy just seems happy. I don't know. The, the, yeah. the band in general, just seems a lot lighter. It's like they aren't, I mean, they're bogged down by like drug stuff at points, but like, they just seem like everyone works well together. I didn't, with this deep dive is obviously more of like the albums and videos and in the, you know, in the band and you know, we, we didn't dive into like the autobiographies of these guys or whatever. So but here's the thing is it, yeah, to, 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 to me, like the, it, it just reeks of just not originality. There's nothing original about them. It's just listening to like forbidden love, listening to concrete, like these songs just oh, reeks of just eighties fucking, I just don't do something different. Do something different, and, and I don't like it. So one of the things that I wanted to talk about earlier that I <clears throat> I forgot about because I didn't put it in my notes is is the darkness is kind of like in this group of like these kind of rock revival things where modern bands sound like older ones. So you had like a band like Jet, you had a band like uh, Wolf Mother, you have a band like uh, The Vines, and then something like obviously The Darkness, and they they're designed to sound like older bands. I just wanted to throw that in because there's I like know. a whole there's like tons of bands I that know. I mean there's probably dozens and dozens that did it. Those are the ones that stuck out to me. Um, the Hot Cakes sounds more like Permission to Land to me than One Way Ticket uh, to Hell and Back. I, I, I think uh, I like this one a lot more. Uh, there's a one specific song on here I want to talk about that I brought up to Russ uh, yesterday. And I'm happy you didn't respond to my comment. I hope you listened to the song. I did listen uh, to it, yeah. Okay. And I'm glad you didn't respond because it was either going to be one of two things. And I want to read some comments on the song. Um, okay. But... Uh, uh, Jomo, is there anything you want to say about this CD? Cricket, cricket, cricket. Okay, all right, all right. Well, it's it's a good rock album. <clears throat> I liked it. Uh, Russ, what would you like to say? Anything? Oh, uh, so uh, about hotcakes. Uh, so I, I think I like this one um, be better than the first one, actually, because uh, the voice annoyed me less. I start. I laughed uh, like right away. I. Uh, <laughs> Every inch of you wants to suck my cock. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I like this album right away. I, I um, yeah. Now let's talk about the cover. Okay, so um, I talked to so one of my favorite albums ever is uh, The Bends by Radiohead, and yeah. uh, Russ and I were talking about this maybe a month ago. I, I brought up that I was listening to Radiohead again, I believe, <clears throat> and of course. The last song on the Benz is called Street Spirit Fade Out. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a very dark, depressing song. I love it. It's always been my favorite song in the album. I do like the Benz personally more than OK Computer. We will have a whole episode about Radiohead at some point. I know Jomo will, will despise that episode. Uh, but um, I just I think it's because I heard the Benz first and I listened to it a lot. 
anyway, whatever. So as I'm scrolling through the, the Wikipedia pages of, of uh, the darkness, I see, what do I see? Street Spirit Fade Out. And I'm like, there's only one song ever recorded and written in the entire world called Street Spirit Fade Out. And that is a cover of the Radiohead version. Yeah. And a cover it is. Um, <clears throat> one thing <clears throat> about a lot of songs that people call covers, uh, they're just playing the song uh, with another band and it normally sounds the same. They don't do a whole lot different. You get the different um, tendencies just from the, it being a different person singing, you know, whether the person is younger or has a deeper voice or whatever, or a different drummer playing the drums. But for the most part, a lot of people dance around covers to pretty much be the same song it was just played by someone else. This song is completely different. And um, I have this love hate relationship with it because I, there are parts I actually do like of this and there are other parts. I'm just like, eh, I could go either way on it. It doesn't replace the original one in any way. Um, but I have to say, I love the fact that they didn't just play the song as it would have been because regardless, it wouldn't have been better than the original one anyway. And it's better to have a song that is different like this, that someone somewhere might like something because people, there's some people who don't like Radiohead and someone's going to hear street spirit and not feel the same way that I do. So instead of having a song that just uh, having two songs that they would throw away, maybe they would like this one. I do want to read some comments, uh, but Russ, what did you think about this? Uh, well, the the moment that I don't like is like an abrupt tempo change slowdown thing that throws me out of the moment. Uh, mm-hmm. other, other than that, I kind of love this um, f- for reasons that you said. I I, yeah. I love I love when covers uh, breathe a new life mm-hmm. into it, and it doesn't have to replace the old one. It's like you know I I like them for different reasons, and yeah, I like I like this cover. Yeah, I, I'm. I like. I think I have to listen to it a couple more times to to fully love it. But it, it starts out with like an Iron Maiden esque intro, and yeah. then towards the end, the, the chorus. I really liked how they did the chorus of this um, because he. Yeah. Justin Hawking, his register is so incredibly high and we'll see it even coming up again later on. He even sings even higher. I'm pretty sure on the next album than he did on any of the other ones. Wow. But, but uh, there's a song, uh, Oh, the one that we're listening to street spirit. Um, he sings very high in the chorus of this. <clears throat> and at points we do get that the melody, the original melody from the song, which I love, which is one of my favorite parts of the song. And the solo I think is done. Well, I, I, I like it and I'll, and uh, and I'm a big fan of the original and I still I think it's I think it's worthy of existing. <clears throat> There's a lot of covers that I hear that I don't think should exist at all. So just to go here, for, I want to read a couple comments here. Uh, first one here. Now we just need Radiohead to cover a darkness song. That could be cool. Uh, this guy says horrendous and wonderful at once, loving the very short nod to just after the first chorus. <clears throat> uh, I love Radiohead and I love the darkness. This is a great cover. End of story. I love the original, love this balls out, unapologetic cover from underrated band. That's exactly what this is. It's an unapologetic cover. It doesn't give a fuck uh, what your feelings are of the original song. Uh, let's see. There's, okay, yeah, the beginning is so Iron Maiden, that riff, wow, nice to hear. There's one a comment that I saw here that I want, um, that I know Jomo's going to love. It says, like it or don't, the darkness are great. This is pretty awesome. Uh, hell yes, yeah, still, still can't get over the first time I heard this. Um, fucking love this version. So actually there's a lot of positivity. Uh, what a cover brilliant. Love the original, but I kind of love this one. Um, fuck, where is it? I like pancakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pancakes are good. Um, <laughs> do you want to move on to the next album? Yes. Yeah, sure. I, I'm, I'm going to just, well, let's move on. I will, uh, <laughs> fuck, where is it? Hang on. Oh, you're killing me, man. One, of, one of them said, "I oh, here it is. I've seen actual abortions that were less painful as this was to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And then some guy says, sorry, but it's awful. So this is going to be a, a love it or hate it thing. Um, I, think it's, I think it's cool. Fine. Yeah, I have no issues with it existing. It's not like it needs to replace the original one anyway. So next album we have, uh, that was uh, Hot Cakes. The next one we have is Last of Our Kind. I am going to um, put the picture in our chat. Uh, so this is the first and only album with, uh, this lady, Emily Dolan Davies, and she kills it on this record. I thought her drumming was great. Um, did any, did everyone like the CD? I haven't listened to it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be quite uh, frank. 
I, I stopped after the third album after uh, Hawkins. Okay. And, and, All right. And well, I'll tell let... you why. I'll tell you why, sir. I did le- <laughs> listen to a few of the other albums. Well, their most recent album. However, it... oh, God damn it. I, fu- I just, I, yeah. It was literally like four. It was waterboarding myself with music. Okay, that's all it was. Okay, okay? that's all I'm saying. All right, all right. Well, let me, let me give you my thoughts on this record then. Okay. All right. It was released. Yeah. In, it was released in 2015. This CD is much heavier and darker than any of the other stuff these guys have done. There's a lot of minor stuff that goes into this, like like minor, like a key, not like small things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And. And um, even for the darkness, some of the singing on this album is just incredibly high, which is which is great. Uh, the first song is I. So um, one thing I have in here, hang on. Um, oh, one thing I have here is I swear if you took this album and didn't tell someone it was the darkness, they could listen to the entire thing and would have no clue that it was them. It just sounds so different, um, and it is, it's in a good way. I think it's 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 still well done. I like it. Um, that being said, I was thinking that throughout this whole record, pretty much there's a couple songs, which I will just give the names of that. I didn't think that, but as soon as I was done, I was like, <clears throat> because almost all these albums have core CDs, which are core tracks, which are like pretty much 10 songs per album. And then they have a deluxe edition, pretty much that has like four or five more songs on it or something, three, four, five, whatever. And so I was see, I was thinking that like the whole time, like I was like, if you didn't, if I didn't know this was the darkness, I wouldn't necessarily be able to be like, that's definitely the darkness. And then the CD ended and it went into the deluxe tracks. And the first song is called The Messenger. And from the second it started, it sounded like an old darkness song. And I don't know, I don't know if that's why it was pulled from the album because they were going for a different, uh, or at least shuffled into the deluxe and not in the core one, but it, it sounded just like an old school, um, a darkness song. And I loved it. I thought it was really well done. And, uh, there's two songs on here that definitely sound like the band. There's a song called wheels of the machine and Sarah O'Sara. Both of those do sound like the darkness. Um, but then there was a song mighty wings that the backing guitar is what kept pulling me my ear kept being pulled to the backing guitar and it sounded like um, the guitar line from that Marilyn Manson song, the beautiful people or beautiful people, just not as heavy. Um, and uh, so it's, it, this album is heavier than all the other ones. Um, I, I did like it. Uh, and I think it was a good direction to go in because like when, when people like Jomo are tired of that constant falsetto or the, 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 the sound that kind of gives you a headache, well, there's a whole other side of the dark darkness that you can listen to that doesn't exactly have that. Maybe you'd prefer this. Um, and then the last thing I have here is I haven't gone through the lyrics to connect the stuff, but I, it would not surprise me if this is a concept album. Looking at the picture, listening specifically to the first song, Barbarian, if you guys haven't listened to it, there's a video that somebody made. It might be official. It might just be a fan-made one. Uh, it has, like, the lyrics. It has, like, it's, like, it's like um, drawn, animated, like, you know, with with someone drawing it or whatever. Um, and it's it's crazy it just sounds like a concept song from a record that would be a concept album so i enjoyed it um i I would i would recommend to people who are tired of the darkness especially people like jomo who just don't really like the 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 falsetto thing the high thing the cheesy kind of thing from before this is a whole lot different and um I, i think that jomo would actually like this record well here's what i'm worried about is is the mighty wings there's a song if i love top the movie top gun is it similar to that song? Because I, I didn't listen to this record. You, similar to what song? Do you know that song, Mighty Wings? The original? Um, I, I don't. I'm going to see if, if this is a cover. Oh, my God. Well, the, what's up? The, there's a song. It, oh. it, yep. it, it, so if you look at it, it's by Cheap Trick. Uh, it took me a minute to freaking get out the, the the band, but Cheap Trick made a song called Mighty Wings, and it was featured in freaking the movie Top Gun. All right, it's a, it's a great song. If you ever get on a motorcycle, you want to listen to it, like whiz through traffic. I definitely want to listen to that. I wouldn't listen to this Mighty Wings though, just because the darkness made it. It's, it's yeah. nice, nice open mind, Jomo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm looking. I'm looking up to see. It could be. I have no idea. <clears throat> can you be but it's you see this, this is nice where we're all talking together because I would have I never knew that Cheap Trick had a song called Mighty Wings Cheap Trick did have a song called Mighty Wings yeah no I'm looking at I'm looking at the page for it right now but I don't see anything here so well let's move on because you're killing it you're really killing it you know, it's, dude the song Mighty Wings it says this song has been credited as an influence on Ken's theme music from Street Fighter 2 
Nice. 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 All right. So, yep. So the next album after that is one that we have talked about briefly. Yes. And speaking of the the uh, logo changing from album to album, this just throws the old logo right out the fucking window. This one is called Pinewood, Pinewood Smile. This is the first album with um, Rufus Taylor, who is the son of Roger Taylor, who is the uh-huh. uh, drummer of Queen. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm. So, um, yeah, I... I I kind of hate the album cover of this. It's it doesn't do anything for me. Um, album did everyone- cover, this this is the worst album cover out of all of them. The, yeah, the one yeah. the one the one out the one just before it. I actually love. Like I would I would put a print of that on my wall. Yeah, uh, it looks good. Yeah, but yeah, this this newest one is the worst of all of them. I like yeah. the pancake one. <laughs> yeah, the pancake one's great. <laughs> okay, so what did everyone think of this record? I didn't listen to it. Like I said, okay. I, I, I stopped at fucking hot okay. cakes. Okay, all right. Let me, let, let, me give, let me give you my thoughts. Okay, let's let's hear you right. fucking... This quick, because I don't have too much to say about this one. Um, the, re- the recording of this is also really solid. Uh, ten songs on this album record- released in 2017. Uh, one of my favorite songs on this CD, it was also a single, it's called Solid Gold, and the chorus is, we're never going to stop shitting out solid gold. Uh, <laughs> fucking perfect you know they're not stopping anytime soon they like i said be good or be good at it they know that they can write hits they know they can write songs that that people like um they can write a you know a competent song with with a melody and yeah they're never going to stop shitting out solid gold there's a song in here my favorite song in this album is called buccaneers of Española. guitar is crazy strong the riffs are on point and just the recording is just like really really well done so i liked it overall um Probably not my favorite of of all of theirs, but it's it's good. I mean, they, I don't think that they've ever had a bad record. So uh, if you're looking for something to check out, definitely check it out. But yeah, the CD cover uh, blows. So <laughs> I mean, it's very it's very Britishy. It looks very Britishy. I, you know. Yeah. I well, it's like it. if you look at <clears throat> if you look at a lot of the Rolling Stones covers. I've talked about this with other people multiple times. The Rolling Stones have some of the worst cover art of all time, and some of the best. There's a CD that Rolling Stones did, Sticky Fingers, uh, which is pretty much a close-up of a guy in skin-tight jeans, black jeans, and he has a huge cock. And you can see the outline of his dick in his jeans, and that's the picture. And I've always loved it. It was done by Andy Warhol. <laughs> and it's always stuck out to me because even now, that CD cover would make the – someone would be talking about it, even if you made that now. So to have a CD like that in, I don't know, 68, 71, I don't know, whenever that album came out, 60s, 70s, uh, then it's and it, and the guy's got a huge dick, which is even funnier. But I, I think so. I yeah, think compared like compared to their albums, uh, the darkness specifically cover wise, this is the worst. But yeah, but yeah, it, it does remind me of something like the Rolling Stones, just like a shitty cover. They have a bunch of just bad cover art. Yeah. Big dicks never get old. There was uh, at the beginning of the pandemic. There was the, the the meme of the big black dude with the big huge penis. Oh yeah, Mister Wood. It never gets old. What did you say, Jomo? Mr. Wood, man. That's that's the uh that's the meme. <laughs> Mr. Wood? Mr. Wood, yeah. It, it it's it, I've seen so many, it's like they they had one of like Trump and shit and <laughs> it's Mr. Wood, he he died for your sins and all that shit. <laughs> what the fuck? It's fucking hilarious. Alright, I yeah, I, I you know, I didn't listen to Pinewood Smile. I feel bad about not listening to Pinewood Smile. I mean, uh, you brought up some 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 valid points, and I think I'm going to come back to it. Maybe circle back, maybe in a future episode, and you know, talk about yeah, th- why, why, <laughs> why, why would you post? Why? Big penis is never get old. I can see his outline, man. I can see that outline. Like that's fucking. Yeah. That's too much dick, man. It's too much. Dick. Yeah. Anyway, it's great. All right, I've so got good. a lot to work with. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to move on to their last album. Um, they're not done or anything. This is just the last album they've put out at the time of recording this, which is called Easter is Canceled, and it, re- it was released in 2019. Well, hopefully it's the last album. <clears throat> so I know Jomo has nothing to say about this. I'm going to assume <laughs> uh, Russ has listened to this album. I listened to this album. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. You want to talk first? Yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh, rock and roll deserves to die. Yeah, it deserves to die with them. That's it. And, okay. And so, so, okay. I know that Russ is going to talk about this music video. Look, it's it, fucking this band. 
Literally, I would take cancer or AIDS before I oh, shut listen up. to this fucking shut band. Shut the fuck They're up, Jomo. Terrible. That, look, put the album art. Put the album art. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. First of all, uh, sacrilegious. I would not do that. Oh, shut <laughs> the fuck up. You would, you would be all about a cover like this. This beanie is the shit. One of them has the head the head torn off. Yeah, well, what the fuck is that? What is this, jihad? <laughs> bro, Easter's canceled, dude. He's coming down from the cross, bro. Why is D- why is Jesus so buff? <laughs> I don't know, because it's not Jesus, it's Justin Hawkins Jesus. <laughs> and it, the, the drummer is beating the guy with drumsticks, or he's about to. Alright, so so a few good like I actually did like Rock and Roll Deserves to Die. Um, you know, Easter's Cancel was an okay song. Heavy metal lover, not a big fan, just didn't hip hop with me. Uh, and I'm I'm an acquired taste, man, when it comes to certain like I'm very picky. I think I think Zach, you you pretty much know the style of music I'm into. And I'll I'll defend it to, you know, like it's the last bastion, but uh, I I just I thought maybe two songs were good. That's about it. Everything else is just okay. um, just dog shit for me. Okay. Okay, so I I kind of like the darkness, but I kind of hate this album. Um, okay. So so um, I think the uh, the the riff the, the the riff changes in this album were were very spastic. I would be very surprised if this album sounded good live because um, they 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 abruptly change between. Uh, um, uh, distorted and cleaned in a way that to, to me this this sounded like it was it, it this sounded like a, a studio band a band that's used to recording in the studio and um using studio you know studio tricks to make things sound a certain way uh because for them to go in and out of distorted uh and clean that quickly maybe i i hope they prove me wrong and they do it a great live i is i assume that this is um somebody who's gotten used to recording everything in the studio. Um, and, um, yeah, the, 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 okay. So there's this, I, I turned the album off at a certain point. I was listening to heavy metal lover and there was, a, a I draw the line at the like abrupt change into, um, blast beats. That's when I had to turn the album off. I think in certain ways I'm, um, uh, what's the word? I don't know. That's when I turned the album off. Oh, okay. you were you were feeling sick. You should have went to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love the I love the uh, uh, yeah uh, the the music video. I loved. I love humor. I believe uh, comedy belongs in music. Um, <laughs> never turn the album. Never turn. Never tell the darkness to turn down. You fucking turn yeah. So the video for Rock and Roll Deserves to Die, um, one of my favorite parts was the guitars keep changing. So instead of him playing an electric guitar and just putting it on the clean channel, he, no, has to give the electric guitar to whatever side roadie they have and get an acoustic guitar, and he has to constantly keep changing. And because of that, he has to keep adjusting the levels on his amp. Like, that is what I was laughing at the whole time in that video, is like the guitar player and just trying, I guess, to make it sound live, like if that were to be live, like... You know, it's fake because it's a music video. But he is constantly in the background just like changing guitars and stuff. And then as they go, they're playing. And then eventually the uh, singer, his hair gets blown off. And then eventually everyone's clothes get blown off. And like, you know, in the audience, people are like naked or whatever. And then like one of the last shots of the video is just a close up on his ass playing guitar and just shaking his naked ass booty back and forth. And um, I was like, yeah, that's awesome. Great. Zach, Keep Zach, it up. Zach, can we just What's get, up? Can we get this out of the way, man? Just what say, out of the way? Just say you're gay. I'm, I'm cool with it. <laughs> say you're gay, man. I, I have no problem. No problem, dude. I love you. <laughs> Yo, I think, I I think it's funny. Why, why am I going to draw the line? Because it's that, a guy's ass. That's, that's you guys were just. I, I don't. It makes me uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't want to see that shit. You were just saying that you you were looking at the, the the naked black dude with the big huge dick. Look, at that's funny. That is <laughs> funny because if you see him, he's got this sad face. Like, God yeah, damn. yeah, yeah. I've seen it. Like, I have all the pictures I've seen have been like mean, so I've never seen his actual wiener. But like, I I can assume it's funny. I I think I just realized that butts make me more uncomfortable than dicks because butts uh, make poop, and I don't like mm. poop. That's true. I think and that's you, what it you, is. You've been on that that uh, train for a while. Yeah, you're so one. Ugh. What? I can deal with shit. I can't deal. Dicks just make. Ugh, get out of here. 
All right. Uh, my thoughts on the CD. I, I listened to it twice. And um, the first time I listened to this from the very beginning, the, the initial thought I got was that this album was designed to be the soundtrack to a play, a stage play, a Broadway play, something like that where Justin Hawkins was the, like the, the main lead actor as well as the singer. And these guys were the pit band. And the more I listened to it, I still felt that way. There's all kinds of things going on in the back of this album. Uh, vocally uh, one there's, I can't remember if it's this one or it's uh, uh, a hot case or yeah, hot cakes. If it's um, one of them had a very queen esque sounding song with a lot of stuff going on in the background, vocal wise. So um, I just, I think this album is still solid. Rock and Roll Deserves to Die is cool. There's a song in here called Heart Explodes, which is more of a boring darkness song. It's kind of like this ballad that doesn't really, like the video is even boring. It's just like them playing a live show. Um, they had another song. I can't remember if it's off this record or another one. It was called um, In Another Life, where at least it was funny. Like it was still kind of a boring song, but like he was like in hell. And it was another video that could have just been made like, uh, with a green screen on YouTube. And there's like this hot angel who is like in love with him for some reason. And she throws him a picture and she's like, come up here. And of course he can't cause he's in hell. So he eventually decides to, you know, try to make his way up there. And he's dressed in red because he's, I don't know, the devil, whatever. And everybody else is dressed in white. The rest of the band is up there. And then the guitar solo happens. And as he's playing the guitar solo, he changes from red to white. And then he's up there playing with the rest of the band. And she's like some hot model or whatever. So the video uh, was funny comical enough or whatever to to make me listen watch it multiple times um but yeah I, I definitely just feel like this was designed to be a broadway play like as if when they took american idiot and they made that into a broadway play although american idiot is more of like just a regular album that got it was written in a style to be like some punk opera thing or whatever they call it but it still just sounds like a rock album but you can make that into a uh a play, a Broadway play, whatever they have going on. This just sounds to me like it was made to be that and either it wasn't or just hasn't become that yet. Um, but again, I, this is the second uh, album with uh, Rufus Taylor. And like I said, this is the last uh, one that we have as of today. I don't hate this record. I don't hate any of the records. Um, one of the things that um, about like having something hurt your head, I know Russ and I have talked about this with specifically Pantera or give you a headache or just not be pleasing to you. Um, and I know that, um, uh, I believe uh, Vulgar Display of Power um, made you feel that way. Was that right, Russ? There's a couple of uh, albums that the guitar tone makes me uh, gives me a headache. Uh, it's a lot of the Metallica albums, and it's yeah. Vulgar Display of Power. Um, it's it's the it's they call it the mid scoop is what hurts my brain. Okay, well, it's nice that you have it actually isolated to what it is because I did I didn't oh. know that. But yeah, yeah, so because recently, so one, well, we can get this in another one. It doesn't really matter. None, none of these songs hurt my hurt my brain. Um, none of these albums. I thought they were all they're all good. They're all competent. They're all. I mean, maybe they're not all five stars. You know, no band has every song ever being amazing. Um, but I think as a whole, I, I like them enough. I think they're charming enough, comical enough, uh, good enough with recording, sounding you know tight and and on point. Um, nothing here was a turnoff to me in the entire catalog. Um, I would listen to it again. Uh, I do like the fact that it vocally, at least, well, musically too, it's changed over the years because this is a specific band where it's like, you know, if I were to listen to Lawrence arms all the way through, they don't really need to change a whole lot of stuff. Um, I like some of their changes. I don't like other changes. Uh, as much as I liked the other ones, uh, this is just nice because like Jomo doesn't like, for example, the, the, the big singing or the ridiculousness or whatever. And so to have something that can be more serious or, or, uh, you know, darker or, you know, more minor or something like that without doing these ear piercing things. Um, it, it's nice that someone can get, everybody can get in somewhere in this band's catalog. I'd rather listen to St. Anger than listen to any of their... Fuck <laughs> you. You would not. Shut the fuck up. By the way, if you go to YouTube, and some band... Anger. If you go to YouTube, some band re-recorded St. Anger, and it's actually fucking awesome. Um, but yeah. Shut up, Jomo. You're a liar. No, you wouldn't. I think Metallica should be thrown in the street and have be pelted with rocks after pr producing that piece of shit. Holy crap. Uh, Lulu is even worse. I would rather listen to St. Anger any day than Lulu. What? Yeah, Lulu is a piece of shit, bro. Oh, my God. You don't even know what I'm talking about. I don't know what you're talking What is Lulu? Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, exactly. You don't know Lulu? what I'm talking about. I don't know. What the fuck yeah. is Lulu? Why don't you Why don't you indulge me, my friend? 
Well, we, we can hang on. I, let me, let's let's wrap this up because there's one more thing I want to say about uh, Justin Hawkins in general. Um, Justin Hawkins is he uh, sang on a Steel Panther song called Party All Day. Okay. He did yes. the second verse. So okay. um, I love Steel Panther. I want to do an episode of Steel Panther. Uh, I'd like to do it next if you guys are on board. Talk to Jomo about it. He said he needs more prep, but they don't have a crazy number of albums. I believe they have five out right now. Um, yeah, I've loved Steel Panther from the beginning. Solid band, also a comedy band. Uh, more more comical. Like Darkness is just comedy in the fact that like the the way it comes together is almost funny, uh, or is funny. And like like what Russ was saying, the big thing there is: Are you being serious, or do you know that it's ridiculous and are just rolling with it? Whereas Steel Panther, I mean, they are also obviously self-aware, but they're straight up trying to be a comedy band. There are so many lyrics in, on that album that are just hilarious. And dude, I'm going to be, Jomo, I'm going to be reading you so many fucking lyric snippets from, from their albums. But he, anyway, he sang on a song called Party All Day, and he does a great job. Uh, it, he, um, it, the song is about, the, the chorus says, hey, 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 fuck all night and party all day. So um, it's, you know, it's a Steel Panther Party song and it's nice to just hear him. It, when a lot of, like, when you like somebody, it's, it's nice to hear them pop up in a random place, you know? And I think I, I like him enough as a front man to where when you hear it, it's like, oh, that's refreshing. It's nice to, to know that he's not gone from existence because that CD came out probably, you know, well before I listened to any of these other albums. But it's like, you can, you can hear it and know exactly who it is. Yeah, I think I'm I'm very down and willing to explore Steel Panther, man. They're a great band. Um, I've always wanted to see them live. Never, obviously, had a chance, whether it be working. I hear their live shows are amazing. I, I've seen them on YouTube, and I was like, uh, I need to go see Steel Panther live, definitely. Uh, I'm down. I'm down. I, I would like to talk about it. I actually know a little bit about the band. Um, I haven't listened to any of their newer stuff. Like I think in 2019 they put out a, a new album. I didn't listen to that one. I yeah, they did. Uh, that album got like killed and destroyed by like everybody. Oh. Um, n- not saying it's bad, but they, they also had a CD called All You Can Eat that people shit on, which is one of my favorite records by them. Um, <laughs> All right, I'm I'm down. Uh, Russ, what do you got to say, man? Um, and then. Uh, one last thing I want to touch on was the legacy of, of this band. Like when I think about something like Ninja Sex Party, uh, if they were, to, if if I were to see an interview with Danny Sexbang, I would be surprised if he didn't have some influence from Justin Hawkins. Um, they seem to both kind of have that dress where it's like, you know, picture his his um, like leotard where it's like a U in the middle, so you can see both of his nipples and like full chest exposed. Um, and plus, it's you know, comedy and rock band and all that kind of stuff. So I, I'd be surprised if many people were uh, inspired by him. Uh, his playing, you know, he, Justin Hawkins also plays the lead on these songs. I thought that he was just doing that for the music video, but no, he does. He's the lead guitar player of the band, which is which is surprising that someone is, you know, very talented in both of those respects because he, he the solos are great, in my opinion. They're, they're clean, they're nice, and he has great singing ability. I think you're being a little bit too gracious, but whatever. Oh, I know. Okay. Well, uh, Russ, anything else you'd like to say? Uh, good episode. Let's do it again next week. All right. Okay. Yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's uh, do Steel Panther. All right, Steel Panther it is, and we'll see you guys next week.